0: Good morning everybody, thank you for being here today. I was a youth pastor here for 15 years, so I did plenty of the kids church camps. You could not pay me enough money to go away with them again. Though Though they will have a brilliant time, it's definitely a younger person's game and stuff. and I have the attitude adjuster in my office there, so if anybody wants that, it helps the kids sleep one swift smack. And that helps them uh, to sleep. A am joking, by the way, for somebody. <laughs> Thank you for being here at our second service of our double services. This is, we are working our way through the Gospel of Matthew. We started this back in September. Uh, we're now into May. And we're about a third of the way through it, which is good. So we've got a third of the way through it. We're in Matthews chapter 8 to 10. Um, and we're seeing Jesus using miracles to reinforce his teaching chapters 8 and t- to 10 there were two things that stand out the first one is this as i've just shared that, that jesus is using miracles he's um he's he's doing miracles reinforce the teaching he's already given him uh, to people at the Sermon on the mount the second thing that stands out in the, these chapters is this uh, jesus's personal interest in people who come along to him that Jesus is interested in the individual. There are times that Jesus does uh, different things, uh, the big group. you know the feeding of the 5,000 and the crowds that follow him and stuff. But something wonderful about knowing that Jesus is interested in the individual. And uh, we see this here in these three chapters that we've been looking at. And so Jesus' miracles take on uh, three strands in a sense. The first one is Jesus's ability to heal the body. So when people come to him or are sick or blind or deaf or cannot walk, Jesus uses miracles to heal them, uh, to make them better. The second thing that Jesus does is he has authority over the spiritual realm. Uh, that There are people that come to him and they are possessed by demons. Uh, and Jesus confronts them and uses his spiritual authority and sets them free. And that's one of the purposes that Jesus came for. And the third one is Jesus' power over creation. We looked at the story of Jesus going across the lake. And the winds and the waves blew up and Jesus stood and and said, be still. And he just showed his authority there. So we see that Jesus, there's three strands to his miracles and stuff. And this stands out in the chapter that we're going to look at. And the story that we're going to look at today is found in Matthew 9. And, and really there are, there are four stories here between, chapter, between verses 18 and 34. We, we only have the chance to look at one of them this morning for time. Uh, but it just shows Jesus' concern about an individual. I don't know, are you in church this morning and uh, you, know, you are carrying um, some burden, some situation or circumstance that you're facing that nobody else knows about? Maybe you're feeling despair maybe you feel hopeless it happens to us in life doesn't it and you will relate to the woman in this story today because that's exactly the way she is she's completely in despair She's completely uh, lost all hope it says so the story is found there and the words are on the screen before you He says while he was saying this a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said my daughter has just died but come and put your hand on her and she will live Jesus got up and went with him and so did his disciples. Just then a woman (coughs) who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, if only I touch his cloak I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her, take heart daughter he said, your faith has healed you and the woman was healed. (coughs) Excuse me at that moment. All the way through chapter 9 of the stories that we look at, we see the power of God responding to people who come to Jesus with a need. And this woman is an example of that. She's a need we see here in the the story. Uh, She has suffered for 12 years. She finds a way to Jesus and Jesus heals her. The stories that that are here in these verses, Jesus is uh, establishing his authority over despair over death, over disease, over the demonic. He's coming after he's taught the people uh, through the Sermon on the Mount. Now he's actually showing them that he is the promised one. He is the Messiah uh, by being able to do the miraculous and and helping people and healing them. This woman teaches us some lessons. You know, there is a special power in desperation, isn't there? When you're desperate about something, you will do anything. He says, this woman is desperate. He says, so she makes her way to Jesus. Uh, And when you're desperate about something, he says, you will do anything, all it takes to get to what you believe is the answer, the solution to the problem that you have. He says, and I remember when I was younger, uh, doing a paper round, a newspaper round. For you younger ones, before the internet, we used to read newspapers. And newspapers... You used to deliver them to people's doors. All the old people are nodding. (laughs) And they're Michael. They're all like... And you used to deliver them to people's doors. And I had a newspaper round up early in the morning to deliver the newspapers to a particular room. And I remember delivering a newspaper to a man who was the church caretaker uh, of the church that I went to the boys' club in. And he had this sticker in the window and it's amazing how you walk past a window and see the sticker in it every year for a newspaper I must have done for the least three or four years and every morning as I went past it six mornings a week when God is all you have God is all you need and I have time and it didn't make any sense to me at the time because I wasn't a believer just going along to thing but it makes sense to me now it makes sense to me as I read this story he says when God is all you have God is all you need and that was the sort of desperation that the woman has he says really the answer that she requires that she needs can only be found in Jesus Christ she was desperate for Jesus to heal her he says even in the other stories there the ruler was desperate for Jesus to save his daughter who had died so he came said will you come with me will you come and heal her it says later on two blind men sitting at the side of the road says they were desperate because they they wanted Jesus to show his mercy to them there is a power in desperation there is a power in desperation and all of these people they involve a form of bondage uh, from which Jesus sets the person free and Jesus sets the person free he says, it's a story of the Gospels. It's a story of why Jesus came to set the people free. And, and we read this today, not, not because it's a history lesson or it's a history book of, oh, look what Jesus did. He, he set people free there. He said, listen, he sets people free today as well. He says, we read this as a tremendous example of what Jesus did in the lives of people, but he's still setting people free. So go back and look to the woman who teaches us some great lessons First one was this, it says her condition was embarrassing. Second thing, she was ceremonially unclean. It's important to state that because, you know, we started Matthew 9 by looking at the calling of Matthew, the tax collector. He was ceremonially unclean. It meant that he didn't have a place in the religion of the day. He was an outcast from society. This woman was an outcast from society. He said she was ceremonially unclean everything that she touched and everyone that she touched it made them ceremonially unclean as well and so therefore she not only had been discarded from her family from her community but also from the religion of the day as well who just simply said there is no place for you here you 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 are unclean said there's no place for you here the people that should have accepted that didn't accept her that set the rules they would drawn the line and much like Matthew was a tax collector they said there's not a place for you here that's a, the, where the woman is. and she could have been condemned for touching Jesus she could be condemned for touching anybody in the gospel of Mark and Luke it gives us some more information On the story of the woman. Mark 5.26-27 said. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. And had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus. She came up behind him in the crowd. And touched his cloak. We see the desperate situation. She is in there. Because it simply says she had been under the care of many doctors. She had spent all the money that she had. None of this had made her better. As a matter of fact it had made her worse. But it tells us the most important thing in the story there. When she heard about Jesus. Sometimes that's all you need isn't it? when she heard about jesus on that day there was something in her out of desperation that motivated her or inspired her or said to her i need to do something today because this man jesus is in town it might be the only opportunity i get and so she moves her to do something uh, and you see, see the story tells us that she comes up and, and she grabs hold of the hem of his garment she said she doesn't approach him uh, as you would sometimes when people require prayer they would maybe come to the front and say would you pray for me this woman has no intention of doing that this would draw attention to her he said the worst thing that could happen to this woman is somebody recognizes her and says you're not supposed to be here you're unclean and, and, and discard her and throw her out of the crowd he said so what she decides to do is just come up and just grab the hem of his garment but then he asks a question then or, or, or we try and answer and that uh, and, and, and before we do that I, I, a quote as you know I like a quote he says when you are hanging on by the th- a thread make sure it's the hem of his garment how true is that when you are hanging on and I don't know all of your situations this morning I don't I says but i do know this says jesus is interested in what you're going through and what's happening to you and the desperation of the woman meant as she came up behind him and grabbed the hem of his garment now jackie roberts has kindly lent me to be very careful with this one of these and this is what jesus would have been wearing on the day this is not the actual one that jesus wore just to clear that up as Some somebody are like you know it says this is the garment that he would be wearing we would ask the question well why is this important well why has Matthew written this in the story of all the things he could have written he said why would he write this so we ask the question why is the hem of the garment important Well, there are there are are several reasons Uh, the first one is this and I'll put it up on the screen before I explain he says the five tassels from the edge of the cloak were to remind the Jews of the Torah so you can see here there are five tassels they are to remind the jews firstly the commandments of god that are found in the first five books of the bible as we know genesis exodus leviticus numbers uh, deuteronomy uh genesis Leviticus, deuteronomy numbers have to get that right like three years of bible college wasn't wasted and anyway (laughs) the tassels were there to remind uh, that one of the commandments of god there was an identity in this that the wearing this And now, we ask ourselves the question, well, is that enough? Is that enough for just to come up and touch the hem of his garment? And he says, well, let's go back and look at a couple of verses in the Old Testament. There was a phrase I have used all the way through uh, this Gospel of Matthew. uh, And I keep saying it not because you're simple but because it's because it, you keep repeating it so people stand out it would stand out jesus christ is the fulfiller and the fulfillment of all god's promises which means what we read of him in the old testament is fulfilled in the new testament that they look back and they say the bible is perfectly written it's perfectly fulfilled that as you read something in the old and it doesn't quite make sense you'll find the answer in the new in numbers 15 38 and 39 it says this it says speak to the children of israel tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to put a blue thread in the tassels of the corners you shall have the tassel that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the lord so that's the reason why these are there Now we know the Pharisees like to stand out, the religious teachers like to boast in themselves and that. So what they would do, they would make their tassels longer. Uh, so it would look to people that they were somehow more spiritual you know that they would look to, to people oh there's them coming through they're the super spiritual ones because they've got longer tassels on there they would take everything and sort of stretch it and twist it and stuff but the reality is these were to remind people of the commandments of God but there is another verse that's important in Malachi 4 verse 2 it says this But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. Now everything in the Old Testament is prophesying, speaking forward to Jesus coming as the Messiah. And so he's given several different names. Now the interesting thing about this verse um, that connects with the first verse that we read is this. The word wings used here is the same word that is used for corners... On the garment. That actually reading this, maybe the woman didn't realize, but Matthew, the gospel writer, realized that actually there was healing in the garment that Jesus was wearing. The woman wasn't just going to grab the garment because that's as close as she, should, she could get. Actually, she grabbed it because she believed that there was healing in it from this verse here that actually she could be healed by getting hold of the garment that jesus was wearing he says if i can just get close enough to touch the hem or the borders of his garment then surely i can receive healing it's not always enough let's just put that back there not always enough for just for us to read something at face value and say well that must mean that, that that's the reason why he says the woman comes she's embracing this promise in her desperation that jesus is the messiah she's heard about him and she has decided that i need to get to this man jesus she has tried everything else the physical hasn't worked the natural hasn't worked the medical hasn't worked having all the money hasn't worked in a desperation there's only one person left that can touch her and heal her and his name is jesus christ she looked to him by faith and when her faith touched she was healed you know faith is an interesting thing because this is the first story in the gospels where faith is a prerequisite for Jesus doing something that actually the woman had the faith she believed that in a desperation if she got to Jesus he would heal her the previous stories before this faith was not a prerequisite yet suddenly she is there and she has the faith Not just only in what Jesus can do, but Matthew is explaining it from the fulfillment of the word in the Old Testament. He's saying this is why this is happening. There is nothing coincidental or accidental with God. He has a purpose for everything. He has a purpose for every story that is written. He has a purpose for everything that is used and so uh, this woman she understands this and and we have to have the faith at times don't we the faith is an interesting subject isn't it The Bible clearly says without faith is impossible to please god the danger we have with faith sometimes is this and i'm guilty of this god calls us to do something and we say that's the way we're going to go that's what we're going to do but i have a plan b in the background what happens if god doesn't come through what happens if God doesn't answer my prayer? What happens if I stand up here and say to the church, we're gonna do something and take a step of faith and it doesn't work out? What do I do? And so we form a plan B. We form a plan. And this woman has no plan B. She has nothing else. She has tried everything else. There is nothing else. She's heard about Jesus. She's got to get to Jesus. And so what do we notice about faith? in this story and stuff well one of the, the interesting things is this is uh, it says at the end of the story that your faith has made you well there's a danger sometimes we think that it's all about our faith and if we have enough quantity of faith then that sort of will will spur God into doing something I'm going to explain later on why I don't believe that to be true but we must have some faith We must believe that God is going to answer our prayers. We must believe, like the woman does, uh, as she approaches Jesus, that he is going to grant her a request. He makes faith a prerequisite, as I said, and prior to this is never a requirement. But she believed in the healing power of Jesus, uh, and his garment served as this point of contact for her faith. I mean, this woman took an incredible risk. She was not supposed to be there. She goes through the crowd and knowing that she could be recognized or somebody pointing out who she was and what's wrong with her as he gets close enough to stretch her hand out touch the hem of his garment she doesn't ask Jesus for prayer doesn't ask Jesus to heal she just simply says take hold of the hem of his garment I'll be healed the story tells us elsewhere that suddenly Jesus recognizes that some power has left him now he suddenly stops and he, he looks around and he's got remember, there's a big crowd here there's a crowd you know, you know, in your crowd, you're, you're walking down, everybody's bumping into you, walking into you, and, you know, knocking you around and things like that. And Jesus asks this question, he says, who touched me? Our disciples are looking, you know, in a crowd, you know, <laughs> there's loads of people, it could be anybody, you know, everybody's bumping into you, knocking out. But Jesus knows something has happened and the attention is drawn to the woman who doesn't want the attention she just wants to be healed she's not asking Jesus to pray for anything like that her faith is just simply if I can touch the hem of his garment and she teaches us these tremendous lessons that actually her faith in Jesus was more important than a quantity or quality of faith then actually if you think about it and some commentators will say this a little bit superstitious you know the, the hem of his garment and and you know, it was a bit messy as well because it was like you know the way to do it would be way other people have done it which is jesus would you pray for me jesus would you heal me just coming before she does this but it doesn't make any difference the point of the story is that she got to jesus and jesus healed her that's the point of the story that's what this is about the personal interaction of Jesus healing somebody with a need who had suffered for 12 years and had gone up on that morning i heard that Jesus was coming through and thought to herself, this is my last and final chance to do something because I've tried everything else I'm going to get myself to Jesus and she did get herself to Jesus and her life was changed that day she was a complete outcast from a community, from a family, from a religion, from everybody. And she knew that day that she had to get to Jesus. She knew because she had heard, as it says, the Gospel of Mark. That she heard about what he was saying and heard about what he was doing. You see, the most important thing is not the strength of our faith, but in whom we have faith that's the key not the strength of our faith though our faith is essential and important he says the value is in the one that we have our faith in there are some things that we notice with her. the first one is his faith is the eye by which she looked to jesus that crowd is there she suddenly decided i'm going through i make him i can see him and i'm going to get to him she looked and saw that he was the answer that she needed the second thing that we see is this faith is the hand with which he touches Jesus' garment. All of these things help us because there is a responsibility on our part to do all that we can do. And then for God to meet our need. We do not sit and wait for everything to drop into our lap. He says there are things that we must do. That's what this woman teaches us here. She heard about Jesus. She made the way to Jesus. She said she grabbed the hem of his garment. He said she believed in faith and, and she has a responsibility. She didn't just say, Well, if he just happens to pass by me and stop me and stuff. She was determined, she was driven because she was desperate. And that's why she made the way to Jesus. And we see the third thing that she does is this faith is the thought by which she believed if only I can touch, if only I can touch, if only I can get to Jesus, then he will heal me. And then the fourth thing is we see faith is the foot by which she walked towards Jesus. All the things that she did. All the things that she was responsible for. She couldn't heal herself. She had to get to Jesus. So Jesus could heal her. But she had a responsibility. And she had to do that. She had to do all that she could do. And Jesus says to her, "says according to your faith. Now it does not mean as some people may teach that actually it's all down to the amount of faith we have Uh, if we have enough faith something triggers in God to do what we ask him to do that's not correct teaching that's not what this is about according to your faith does not mean in proportion to your faith it's simply Jesus saying since you believe I grant you your request that's really it Jesus answers prayer there were prayers that he answers and the people have no faith There were prayers that he answers and people have some faith. There there were prayers that Jesus answered and people have lots of faith. And he says it's in proportion uh, to our faith. But it's also, and this is most important for us to understand. He says, since you believe, your request is granted. It's like Jesus is impressed with the effort that this woman makes to get to him. That's really what she does. He looks at it and, and probably... He's already done that with the centurion servant. When, when the centurion comes and says, Jesus, will you heal my servant? And Jesus says, I'm coming now. He said, no, you don't need to come. Just say a word, speak a word. And the Bible tells us that... that I've never seen faith like this in all of Israel. It impresses Jesus so much that, that actually somebody has got faith in Jesus for them to be healed and that's what this woman is a woman uh, who would have been you know thought of as low as anything at that point is an example of faith because she's that desperate to get to jesus and jesus is so impressed by that he says daughter your faith has made you well i think there's a wonderful thought there it's the first time that that he calls uh he uses the word "daughter." Daughter's so personal, isn't it? She says, I've two daughters, couldn't cope with any more. <laughs> I know one of them's here, like. Eh. But the thing with it is this it's so personal. Isn't anybody else? I don't call all of you daughters. He said, If I called you daughters at the door, you'd be like, weirdo. You know, you would be like, but personal. Jesus calls a daughter almost like, wow what a personal sort of name to be called that actually it's like he really cared about what happened to her it really mattered we sometimes read these stories thinking Jesus has an agenda just to work his way through healing people and making people better that's not the agenda the agenda is Jesus is interested in the people that come across his path He's interested in the people that he touches and he heals and he forgives and he makes better. And you know the truth of it? It's the same today. Interested in every aspect of our lives. Interested in every circumstance and situation that we are facing. That's why he says, daughter, he says, your faith has made you well. You see, the value of one's faith does not come from the one who expresses it, but from the one one in which it rests. Our faith is valuable because it's in Jesus Christ. It's not because of the quantity that I have. And people say, well, oh, that's great faith you've got. No, 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 no. Listen, it's Jesus and only Jesus. Stories about him changing a woman's life. And you know the result of this is she is healed, which is the first thing. She can go back to a family who has discarded her. And imagine them walking in and saying after 12 years, when a man called Jesus and he healed me. He says she's restored to family. She's restored to community. She's given back more than actually she wanted, that she approached Jesus for. And simply all she wanted to do was be healed. But Jesus always does more. He always does more. She wanted to be healed and Jesus gave her so much more. You know, we learn lots of lessons today from this story i don't know everybody's circumstances situation as a in church today the church is a place of hope because we have a message of hope and you see you may have come into church today and you might be in total despair they feel like just quitting they just feel like giving up and saying this christian life is not for me this following jesus is not for me he says maybe this is just the one thing that you need to hear because this woman's life changed after 12 years and your life could change today you could be given your answer to prayer today it says you could be given the thing that you're looking at and saying i've prayed and i've asked and i've used all my money and i've tried all the doctors and i've tried all the advisors and i've tried all the experts but still haven't got the answer and maybe all of that together just has pointed you today towards the answer being in jesus christ because he is the one that can meet your need he is the one today that can take your despair your hopelessness he says he still gives the world hope today it's why we are here we do not want a religious experience in this church we want an encounter with God this woman had an encounter with God and it changed her life because Jesus healed her after 12 years don't give up today don't give up even if you feel like quitting don't quit Don't give up today. Keep your hope in Jesus Christ today. He may not answer today. But let me tell you. He will answer one day. He says he did it for this woman. And he can do it for us today as well. Let let us pray. Lord we come before you today. We thank you for this story. For the example and the lessons. That this woman teaches us. In her desperation, she wants to get to Jesus. She's tried everything else. God, help me to have that desperation to get to Jesus. Help me not to look elsewhere for the answers. Help me not to be like her in the sense that I spent all my money and I tried all the experts and I did everything else, but I heard about Jesus. And on that day she gets to Jesus and it changes her life. Father, let that be the prayer of our church today. To listen, to take in this word as your spirit moves upon us. Jesus is the answer. Jesus brings healing. Jesus brings life. He is the only one with the power to do what needs to be done in our lives and we just thank you for that today God and Father for the many needs that are here this morning for those that feel in despair for those that do feel a bit hopeless for those who are not sure where the answer is coming from we pray for them and point them towards you we pray for them and say keep going don't give up God has your answer We pray that today for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.